Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. So you want to hear something kind of crazy? Yeah, sure, sure. It's that time of year. Um, I got a call, a text last night, text from Mike, who was down to preach this morning. And poor Mike is down sick. He's uh, so far not COVID. Hi, Mike. Uh, not COVID, but it's, it's, he's pretty bad. So let's keep him in our prayers. All right, so that was yesterday evening. And uh, so what I have to offer you this morning is the kids' chapel's lesson that I worked with the chapel team on this week. I'll expand on it a bit for this intergenerational group. (laughs) Our kids' chapel curriculum from Illustrative Ministry quotes Madeline Lee Ingle on the season of Advent. She wrote, this is the irrational season where love blooms bright and wild. If Mary were filled with reason, there would have been no room for the child. Advent is the irrational season. And I'm not talking about the parties like the one we're going to have later today and the activities and the chocolate advent calendars and those ugly sweaters. I'm talking about the church season, the spiritual discipline of advent. Each week, we hear readings of incredible visions. Talk about crazy of what could be, what is coming. Prepare, make your path straight, wild and crazy events described, scenes that only wild love blooming bright could produce. Wolves living with lambs, leopards with young goats, A lion eating straw like an ox, my favorite. A nursing child playing over a snake's hole. Toddlers reaching right over the serpent's den. Wild and crazy. Wild and crazy visions of an incredibly peaceful world where predators do not prey. Where the strong lay down with the weak. Where all are vulnerable. No one is hurt. No one is hurting. Sadly, our society copes with the notion of opening our minds to the irrationality of a peaceful world vision by interpreting it as magic, distilling it down to a sentimental belief in Santa Claus, flying reindeer, elves, and all those stories on the Hallmark Network. 
We deem such a peaceful vision as fantasy. And if you listen closely, I would propose that Isaiah kind of agrees, saying that us, us opening our minds to this peaceful world vision just isn't possible, let alone living it. Look more closely. Isaiah is calling upon, calling upon God's spirit of wisdom, God's spirit of wisdom to come in and break open our minds, shock us awake. Because right now, our minds are like stumps, dead, no hope for growth, no hope for new thought, different sight, new ways. God's ways of wild love blooming, trusting this, mm, that's a hard one. Isaiah's time was like our own today a world in which it all seems so horrifically hopeless and stuck in a loop of self-damage and destruction, stuck in the systems of the way it's always been done. Think about the events of this week, last month. We are calcified from fear and despair, loss and wounds, all this makes us guarded and hard. We know it's not safe out there. I'm not lying down with a lion. We need, says Isaiah, what we need is the spirit of wisdom to come to us and sprout new sight in us, a new way in us. And this is something our stumpy minds on their own cannot do. We need the spirit of wisdom to come to us and make us into irrational people who live and love wildly as we live in peace in spite of. In the lesson for chapel this week, we have two activities to assist our kids with nurturing their permeability to the spirit of wisdom entering into them. A body-spirit practice. I am a peaceful goldfish story. And hang on, I will read it to you. And a knowledge gathering called Look It Up, which offers that right here and now in nature, there is a, that Isaiah's vision is showing through the activity of creation. There's a vision that the vision of grass-eating lions isn't so preposterous. There is this thing called symbiosis. So I looked it up and found this National Geographic article entitled Symbiosis, The Art of Living Together. It said, planet Earth is inhabited by millions, if not more, species because different species often inhabit the same spaces and share or compete for the same resources. They interact in a variety of ways, known collectively as symbiosis. 
There are four main symbiotic relationships. Mutualism, commensalism, parasitism, and competition. In a mutualistic relationship, two different species, such as the hippo and the oxpecker bird, live together so that each creature benefits from the other. The article went on. The last example of symbiosis is competition. The struggling among organisms for the same limited resources in an ecosystem. Competition can happen between members of the same species, intraspecific competition, and different species, interspecific competition. An example of interspecific competition in the ocean is the relationship between corals and sponges. Sponges are very abundant in coral reefs. If they become too successful, they take needed food and other resources from the corals that make up the reef. Sponges may outcompete corals for resources in the short term, but if too many corals die, the reef itself becomes damaged. This is bad for the sponges, which may themselves begin to die off until the reef is balanced again. You wonder. So maybe Isaiah's vision of peaceful world wasn't just this made-up fantasy. Maybe Isaiah was looking at things from his spirit of wisdom sight given to him by God that caused him to see God's ways of being played out right there in front of him in creation. There is a way to live in peace. How to have that peace in sight and to live from that? I think a good way to start is this story, which offers us a way to practice peace in ourselves and in our households. I am a Peaceful Goldfish by Shoshana Hyam and Lori Jo Smith. Now, I know you can't see the pictures, but this is called a peaceful practice. So I want you to get comfortable, undistracted by your body, close your eyes if you want to, and let's learn from this story. Sometimes things go wrong. I can't calm down. I have an idea. I imagine I'm a peaceful goldfish. I take a slow, big breath in. Then I let out all my air to make bubbles in my bowl. Let's do that. I have an idea, too. I'm a mighty elephant. I take a slow, big breath in. Let's do that. Then I let all my air out to make a soft trumpeting sound. Feel the vibration. Come on. I'm a rainbow pinwheel. I take a slow, big breath in. Let's do that. 
Then I let out all my air to spin around and around. I'm a fluffy dandelion. I take a slow, big breath in. Then I let out all my air to send my wishes up high. Look, I'm a swinging wind chime. I take a slow, big breath in. Then I let out all my air to make beautiful music. Ooh. I know, I'm a gentle dragon. I take a slow, big breath in. Then I let out all my air to make a bright fire. Now I'm a growing flower. I take a slow, big breath in and stretch to the sky. Let's do that. Stretch. Then I let out all my air and bring my hands to my heart. I am calm. I am calm too. Ready? We won't find the peaceful vision by watching and reading more news. We won't find it hiding out with our fantasies of sugar plums and the perfect Pottery Barn Christmas. We will find it when we become still and open and silent. We'll find the peaceful vision is real in letting God sprout it in us when we open our hearts and still our minds and let our souls do the seeing. Amen. <laughs>